You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I know some of you listeners to the Paracast think that I tell bad jokes. Sometimes I make a DJ quip of that's it. Before we started, I just gave some kind of crazy, crackly voice. And Randall said, that sounds like a Dalek. But I will not do that voice on the air. I will spare everyone. You will not hear me sounding like a Dalek. So there. Which might be good, because you sounded exactly like a Dalek, and, and they are very irritating. You know, like if you run into a group of Daleks unexpectedly, you know, in a dark alley, you could be having a bad day. It'd be a bad hair day, because it makes your hair stand on end and change colors and everything. And go all curly. Ah, my hair used to be like Tom Baker's. Oh, geez, gee, that would be nice. Be like Tom Baker. Do you know that the actor who plays Alfred on Gotham, the Batman prequel, Sean Pertwee, is the son of a Doctor Who? No, I didn't know that. That's right. You know all this stuff. Look it up, my friend. Must be fun at parties. Yes. We were talking here briefly before we started with our guest. But that's enough nonsense, folks. Enough stuff and nonsense. We're going to actually do a show here, an episode of the Paracast. And our guest is someone that we kind of got set up at the last minute, which meant that there are no questions from listeners. A fellow named Kevin Ian Beagle. And we're going to talk about folklore and legends and the paranormal. All right? And just to give you a little bit of a background, he has a master's degree in education, and he wrote a thesis focused on Native American educational outcomes and using folklore and legends to show common human experiences. Now, that sounds like a pretty interesting thesis, Kevin. Welcome to the Paracast. Tell us about that first. Well, yeah, thanks very much. Well, it, it's an interesting thing. I grew up in I grew up in Ireland, Northern Ireland. You know, it's like, you have to come on to the show and like start. I'm from Ireland slash Northern Ireland. And you guys maybe understand what that means. So I'm British and Irish. But as, as you, as you went through uh, life when I was growing up, uh, part of the thing about it was, is that we all seem to have these uh, archetypal folklore and legends that would, that should technically bring us together, but uh, didn't. Um, and um, so when I moved to America later on, Part of the thing that happened was I, I was teaching primarily on reservations and um, in the United States, and and whenever I did that, uh, there was only the 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 way to bring people together and a lot of a lot of ways to uh, actually show the uh, the different ways that human can connect was to actually teach some Irish folklore. At which time they would go home and talk about their native folklore and bring it back, and and at that point in time we would discuss it and and class so it was the commonality that brought people together a lot of people you know uh when you're going to first nations groups and everything like that they say i can't get my children to be interested in all the all the old folklore and stories and things like that and they're they're very afraid that it's going to die out but in a lot of ways whenever you compare that to something else and then they go home and, and and are asking the elders about some of the stories and then compare and contrast it it was a perfect way to bring it in. So, 
That sounds really interesting. So can you give us a couple of examples of how there might be some common folklore and legends between, say, the Native Americans and the um, people in ancient Ireland? Well, yeah, sure. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, is that uh, in a lot of ways, for example, you know, like the archetype uh, of, of the raven is exactly the same way. The raven and the salmon I live on the West Coast, everybody. So if you know, I'm not. I'm. I and and so I. I do need to say that I. I'm more aware of West Coast folklore than I am uh, other places in 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 the United States. And I. I'm not one of those people that pretends that Native Americans or First Nation peoples are are a monolith. They don't all believe the same thing. But in this area here, the meaning of certain spirit animals and things like that are are exactly the same. What was interesting to me is that uh, in Celtic folklore and uh, Pacific Northwest uh, folklore, you've got Sasquatch um, and Woodwose, uh, Woodwose being a, uh, you know, the uh, Celtic Bigfoot. And, uh, you know, you've got these stories that are, that uh, are brought back through time and giants and you know, all these different things, you know, even even the Bakwas, which is a small little hairy being with red eyes that, uh, you know, that a lot of people in British Columbia talk about. Um, you know, we, we had that uh, when I was growing up in, in Ireland. Uh, they were called puka. Puka were small little hairy beings with red eyes that were shapeshifters. And, and uh, you know, and, and so this is the type of thing where uh, we do have all these stories of little people from around the world and and everything like that. It's it's more common than than uh, not. And so you know, part of the thing that I wanted to talk about or, or 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 always sort of research is is that we do seem to have this uh, type of experience that when we dig into folklore around the world that we've been experiencing these things supposedly. Uh, divergent of each other for as long as we've been here and marking them down and putting them in art and everything like that. And, and so somehow, I mean, it's not always universal, but in a lot of ways you can make the case that, uh, you know, little people stories are around the world and, and, and what little people could be, um, you know, people are making the argument that, uh, little people are just little gray areas that we've been seeing since, since time immemorial. Right. Like, uh, in uh, when when I first heard about Bigfoot, for example, it wasn't about the Bigfoot that we typically think of in North America, like Sasquatch. It was they called it the Abominable Snowman, and it was uh, a creature that lived in Tibet. Right. So you know they've got that over there, and then uh, when I was growing up, we, I my family comes from. Uh, Northern Europe, mainly uh, some Ireland in there and Denmark. And they had these little people called, they called Nisa men, which were kind of like, kind of like the Smurfs, which I guess that that cartoon show actually has kind of a mythological background in it as well. And uh, of course, over here, we've got, you know, the same kind of thing that's gone into our mythology around Christmas and, and everything else. Except now he's big and giant and red and wears a suit and drinks Coca-Cola. But uh, it, it's amazing how there's all these connections for sure. Well, yeah, it, 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 it is fascinating in the, in the fact that we, we as a people, um, if you go to, the, to the, the roots of it, the nuts and bolts, the roots of it, um, you know, these, these things uh, 
um, are are changed throughout time. Of, of course, you've always you've always got to look at through the filter of of the time, and um, as you as you go through it, uh, you know, like the legend of the Green Man, for example, you can you can look at that, and and uh, as as uh, as we talked and we went through time, and and the church changed some of the different things that we that we were trying to interpret and everything like that, you know, you can make, you can make the historical argument that the, you know, the nature spirit became, um, uh, you know, Robin hood, for example, you know, actually the stories change throughout time because things always, always change. And so rather than, you know, uh, you know, it being, being a flesh and blood person, that was Robin hood. You could say that nature sort of provided for everybody. It gave from the rich and, and it gave to the poor. In other words, the forest provided. And um, so it's it's not always the way that you think about it. And that's the way you have to go back through these different things and, and uh, sort of research it. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do that. And, uh, you know, and, and things get things get changed in that way as far as what Santa Claus is and, and, and everything like that. Ah, uh, okay. I can't wait for this to continue. Fascinating discussion. I'm sitting back and enjoying this. Kevin Ian Beagle with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. This week, Randall's in the seventh dimension. He can't do the fifth dimension because we got him to say his name backwards. All right, but... There's a joke that fell on deaf ears. Ladnar. All right. Go. It's very Viking sounding. Yeah, I, I think that is. Uh... <laughs> okay, so basically Randall was a Viking in yeah. earlier life. I think that's interesting, too, because I've met Tom Baker, too, by the way. I mean, a lot of people don't know that. Oh, but, cool. Uh, Did you have the big scarf on? Uh, yes, it was. Uh. It was you know, like... Uh, like this was back i mean i'm trying to think about when it was it was like in 1980 or something so you had uh tom baker and then and then peter davidson right and then you, you had colin baker and i think it was right at the start of colin baker where i met tom baker and i and i remember not being that sort of nice to to colin baker because we were very disappointed <laughs> You know, because there's nobody like Tom Baker, you know, like I said, you know, it's just, yeah, everyone has their favorite Doctor Who. It's what I grew up with, you know. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of Doctor Who, by the way, the predecessor to Tom Baker was John Pertwee. Right. Of course, he's the father of Sean Pertwee, who plays Alfred on Gotham, the son right. of a Doctor Who. Very quick before we go back to the folklore and stuff. Have you seen the new episodes with Jodie Whittaker's The Doctor? I have. I like it. I, I mean, I, I really do like it. It's, uh, you know, but 
this was a thing, right? Like I'm such a nerd that I can remember when when we were like counting down to the twelve iterations of Doctor Who and we were like, Okay, we've already got past this. We can only have twelve. You know, we were like, the next Doctor Who's gonna have to last for a long time or they or we actually thought they were gonna have to end the show. But, right. That's uh, part of the mythology of the show or that is right, that there can only be twelve or something like that. Uh, right. They yeah. Can, I mean, you know, like I say, you know, it's kind of yeah. fun to think about it now that, you know, like that this is it, you know, like we were so bought into it that we really, really thought this was going to happen. That was going to stop. But I, I think it is good. I think it's, it's, it's a perfectly logical thing to sort of explain the uh, experiences of another person throughout their travels through the galaxy. I mean, you know, we, we do humanize Dr. Hugh, who, but uh, who's to say that he didn't have other, ex- uh, other, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, interactions with people or experiences that we, we maybe have to like bend our head around, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you know, like on Star Trek, whenever, whenever, you know, Kirk kisses a Uhura, you know, and I was like a mind blowing thing that, you know, that you'd have an interracial kiss on TV. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing where, you know, obviously if you're talking about a time Lord, somebody that can, you know, talk about all these different things, maybe that should push us past uh, what we're comfortable with well that's what science fiction does it, it makes us think about all of these various issues it's it's done that from the very beginning it's one of the reasons i i personally also love it a lot but getting back to what you were, you were just talking about uh, before the last break you mentioned something called the green man now for those of us like myself who have never heard of the green man what exactly are we talking about here well i mean it comes back to a day whenever in in pre prehistory what well, we get we get a lot of ideas about what what we think about history by uh you know uh believing that's a celtic idea or this or that or whatever but you know obviously stonehenge and megaliths and things like that were were not built by um druids or or celts or whatever i mean those are people who occupied that space later but these proto celts is what i call them the people before the Celts, um, they obviously believed in a lot of uh, things. They were very, very um, interested in nature, and and we're so dialed into it. You know, again, this is another thing where you can look at the astronomical uh, observ- observatories all over the world that they were tied into the sun and the moon, and um, you know these times for planting and everything like that. Well, again, we're 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 sort of uh making that up we have no idea you know it's it's kind of like a lot of different things we we're, we're just putting our our projections back on the past but obviously they were so tied into nature and, and the way that we think of most uh indigenous peoples around the world that they hadn't really understood the dominion over nature and so the green man is kind of that sort of hearkening back to say that uh you know, as the as the year progresses, uh, the green man lives and dies. Obviously, you know, um, that's that's one of the things around the solstice and and the summer solstice and May Day, for example. That uh, you know, the year progresses and dies, and he meets the uh, the queen of the May. This is why a lot of people still celebrate May Day and, and have maypoles and everything like that. This is all pagan stuff, uh, and, but it has to do with 
planting of it and understanding that the, the earth recycles itself and, and uh, all these, uh, uh, these different ideas that we sort of don't think about now because we can get whatever foods we want whenever we want and we don't have to think about uh, we, we are, we're on nature now rather than being in nature or part of nature. And so this is one of those things where you know, a lot of people use those ideas to try to bring us back. So it's more of a, the, the green man then isn't so much a specific character in mythology, like say Thor, but more a, a metaphor for the nature spirit that is that what, what you're getting at? Or is there an actual character within the mythology that it is known as the green man. Well, the, the green man is often represented and, and, and you can see this in a lot of different churches. You can see these, these flower, uh, sort of a leafy heads that are on church buildings and things like that. Um, and, um, you know, but the, you know, Sir Gwaine, Sir Gwaine and the green Knight. I don't know if you, if you ever had to do like a, uh, you know, an Arthurian legend part of your, uh, your, your uh, high school stuff, but, you know, it, that's basically what that's about. It's to, you know, it's a, in a lot of ways, you're talking about the Arthurian legend of, of Sir Gwaine, who's the, the most purest person and, and the green knight being the representation of nature. And, you know, that, uh, regardless of, of how pure you are in, in, in word and deed and everything like that, that nature's still going to, I'm not going to, I'm, I, you know, it's still too soon to talk about the uh, spoiler. It's a spoiler alert at the end of it. You know, it was only written <laughs> hundred years ago. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I, don't no. want, I don't want to be so. responsible for letting that out. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, the key thing about it is, is that in in uh, in in the end, you know, Sir Gwaine understands that he is human. He is he is uh, less than perfect, and that nature again has. And nature again will come back and and forgive you uh because uh you know this is the type of thing that we that we try to talk about these these sort of ancient spirits uh you know really sort of being forgiving to to humans who really probably shouldn't take the the earth as uh as a possession you know in the end the the earth doesn't need us i mean we need it but uh I mean, that's one of those things that a lot of times uh people people don't realize that uh you know that's that's the message that has been here for for a long long time it's just like yeah if, if humans all die don't worry the world's going to be all right we got more with kevin and ian beagle and gene and randall you're in the paracast <laughs> listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Homemakers. 
Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The House Oversight and Government Reform Committee has given the Trump administration until Monday to voluntarily turn over documents related to White House security clearances. That action follows reports about how President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner got his clearance. Last month, the New York Times asked Trump if he pushed for that. I know that there was issues back and forth about security for for numerous people, actually, but I don't want to get involved in that stuff. Oakland public school teachers end their strike after negotiators announced a tentative contract. Union President Keith Brown says there's a pay raise and support staffers will be added. More counselors, psychologists, support for new students, and bonuses to help nurse recruitment. You're listening to USA Radio News. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Hello, I am looking for a special soul from the GCN audience to hire to come to East Ridge, Tennessee and take care of two peaceful, easygoing people, which are a sweet 95-year-old woman and her 60-year-old son. Terms would be free room and board, plus the use of all of our facilities here at home in exchange for living with us and seeing to our needs. We must have someone that fits in well. We get along with most anybody and value those who like to do the same. We live in a suburb of the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Please email Matt at peaceaboveall.net for additional information. Please include your informal resume stating your strengths and weaknesses and reasons you would make a dedicated caregiver. We would also offer to negotiate a nominal salary in addition to everything else. Again, please email M-A-T-T at peaceaboveall.net. Thanks for responding. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. This is Hilly Rose, longtime paranormal broadcaster, and I hope you will listen to the Paracast. In the folklore, Kevin Ian Beagle knows his stuff. Now, when you talk about green men, of course, you think about the common critique 
of UFOs. Oh, they're piloted by little green men. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's gray aliens, but green man is the one they use to say, oh, it's, there's nothing to it. Wow. Uh, but it's become a pejorative. Yeah, it, it absolutely has. This is where I'm going to put the boat out, guys. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a story of when I was a child, and then you're, you're going to think to yourself, oh, man, I don't know if we need to talk to this guy anymore. But Perfect. I, Let's hear it. Okay, well, so, you know, again, I was, I was raised in a small little village in Ireland. And, uh, I always tell the story that, you know, everybody in that village had lived there for, for 5,000 years. So, you know, the, the question of inbreeding was not, was not a question. You know, like our, our family tree went straight up. There was like two, two or 300 descendants of this same thing. But we all believed in, you know, nature, spirit, wood stuff and everything like that. And my aunts uh, on that side of the family would always go up and um, give offerings to fairies. I mean, it's not uncommon in, that uh, most people won't talk about it now, but it's not uncommon in certain different parts of the world. Just, you know, e- even in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and everything like that, they still leave out offerings for fairies. They'll just call it something else, you know. So we used to go up and we used to leave honey out for the little fairies under this tree. Me and my mom, uh, my mother and I, and uh, so we, we went up there. And uh, uh, this one time it was it felt a little different, you know. I was I was young. I was uh, about five, I think. I had been up there a ton of times, never seen anything, never, you know. It's kind of a, a different thing. But this time, a little a little head popped out of the bushes. Again, it was a, it wasn't hairy at all. It was it was totally smooth in the fact that it was a. Uh, you know, like a doll head, uh, you know, like a doll head with big eyes and it didn't have any emotion on its face and everything like that. And then it got out, it ran around. It was like a two to three foot tall sort of gray green thing with small spindly arms and legs and, a, you know, no clothes and a, and a body on it. I went back to the, the thing I, and my mom and I looked for it for a long time. We weren't afraid of it or anything like that. And then we went down and we talked to the different, uh, you know, people in the family and uh you know it, it and my um aunts had all seen this thing at one or two times in their life and it all started to experience missing time after which i started to experience missing time and uh, you know it was explained to me like a, it was a leprechaun and you know uh again at that point in time you didn't have close encounters of the third kind you didn't really have everything else but I've come to the conclusion that in a lot of ways, uh, leprechauns are not little men dressed in green. But really, if you look at, because I do speak Gaelic, and you do have to understand the difference in the way that the language is translated, that it does mean little green man. It doesn't mean little man dressed, dressed in green. So, I mean, this is the kind of the whole idea of, of, of that uh, idea where it does change and becomes it becomes a sort of a, you know, uh, a uh, advertisement on a on a Lucky Charms box, but really, in a, in other, if you think about it, the little pot of gold is a small cauldron, and you can find this in old ancient Celtic things. Little dudes flying around in copper cauldrons that come down and take you away for days, and you don't remember it, and that's a sort of fairy abduction. And so I've, I've sort of looked into a lot of the ideas of fairy abductions and UFO abductions as being the exact same phenomena. It's just that it's demarcated by a 
crashed in the desert in Roswell, New Mexico. But it's something we've been experiencing forever. Oh, yes. Cauldrons are really flying saucers. Are really what? But again, when you look at UFOs today and how the phenomenon has changed, say, from the 1890s when they were airships, I wonder 100 years from now if there is still a UFO mystery, what they'll look like. I think that's the interesting thing about it. Uh, you know, is it, were they, to me, we've all looked at it from a standpoint of, of you know, UFOs being uh, circular in nature and everything like that. But, you know, a lot of these are, a lot of these arguments that people make about that is that these wood ships uh, that were flying, and I'm not sure what the Aurora, the Aurora, Texas craft looked like. But I, I think it I think it is one of those things where, you know, you've got some different types of shapes that are, are involved with it, sort of the cigar shape and a round shape and, and you've got different balls and everything like that. And people say that those aren't connected in it in any way. But I mean it seems to me that you've you've always had representations of plasma balls. Um you 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 can see that in some of the old uh German woodcuts and then you can see that in German film from the Foo Fighters in World War II, and now you're seeing that in people report orbs and plasma balls still to this day. And you've got sort of these ideas of cauldrons flying around, and you've got cigar, uh, cigar shapes flying around. So it is interesting that to me that people say, oh, well, it's going to change over time. It's always, it's always changing. But, you know, realistically, is that actually true, or is that them I mean, I, I mean, let's put it, I'm, I'm a nobody, right? I mean, nobody really knows who I am. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are famous UFOologists who are going to say, oh, it doesn't, you know, this, this lasts for a, year, a certain period of time and then stops and never happens again. And then something else happens on, and I'm just saying, you know, maybe the, you know, maybe the research isn't all the way uh, up to speed on that. Which I, I understand. I'm probably going to get death threats because I said that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not like you can say everything right and please everybody in this field. That's that's for sure. I mean, yeah, the story you just told, for example, that's going to seem really far out to a lot of people. And yeah. other people are going to be going, you know, I saw the same thing. Is that ever amazing? So there's another person in the world. I'm not the only person. I'm not losing my mind. Like I always say, I actually have heard enough case stories and personal experiences from people who I think are perfectly sincere to believe that I really do believe that these people are having genuine experiences. Exactly how to explain them, I'm not entirely sure. But there's just too many of these kinds of experiences to write them off as being inconsequential or not worth giving an, another thought about whether they're children or not. I, I think the experiences of children are very valuable and that too often they're just being written off as a wild imagination. What do you think about that? I, I think you're right. And I, 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 I you know, it, it is interesting that you, you, um, like whenever this happened to me and then I started to experience missing time after that. And, you know, my, my, my father was a doctor, a physician, and my uncle was a physician and, and, uh, you know, and basically they didn't say to me, 
you know, don't talk about it, but they basically said, you know, I don't, you know, you know, uh, but, but I was lucky in the fact that they, they all had shows on TV that were questioning shows. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, you had, uh, back at those times you've had, uh, in search up with Leonard Nimoy and, uh, you know, mysterious universe with Arthur C. Clarke and, and all these different programs like this. And so, you know, they never took away the idea of it being something that, you know, was mysterious or whatever. I mean, it wasn't ever told to me like, okay, yeah, you're just, you're just crazy or whatever. But they maybe they said, Hey, maybe, you know, if you're, if you're going to join the army or whatever, you don't want to tell them and your, you know, your psychological exam that you were abducted by an alien, but you know, in the days of the draft, that might be a, a way to yeah. get out of the draft instead of bone spurs. Well, I see green people. I see green aliens. Get rid of him. He's not 4F. He's 60F. Go go by. Kevin Ian Beagle and more to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. 
See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264. 800-213-9264. 800-213-9264. Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Kevin Ian Beagle is joining us, and we're talking about folklore and all the things that happened years ago and how they morphed into what we recognize today. I do want to throw one thing out at you, and it's not so much a devil's advocate comment but just the fact that the aurora texas so-called ufo or alien crash or visit or whatever it is is very very highly disputed yeah no i well i i think that that's perfectly reasonable i i think everything should be highly disputed like i said it it is when you take an academic approach to this you've got to look at it from from two standpoints. I mean, there's an emotional response to this, you know, I, and I could say emotionally, if you told me that the story that uh, I told about my childhood was, was not true, I'm going to have an emotional reaction to that. I mean, it's a, you know, I'm going to say, well, you're, you're calling me a liar. You're calling my family a liar. You're calling all this, but, the, but, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an academic response and, in, in, in the fact that you've got to be able to try to explain these things using the science that we have available to us and so I, I think that's 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 part of it and so if you're in this field and you're going to report stories to people and they're going to put it in their book or they they're they're going to you know they're going to make a reconstruction of, of the story or whatever you've got to understand that they're going to try to explain some of it now what I always have problems with whenever people are uh, doing reconstructions or trying to debunk somebody's story is, is that they'll debunk part of it. You know, like they'll say, Oh, it's swamp gas. Well, uh, that's fine. You know, you can say it was swamp gas. I saw this or whatever, but you're not explaining why I had a telepathic communication with something, you know? And so you can't, 
that's a sort of Project Blue Book. Sort of, you got 10% of the story that could be true, the atmospheric response, but you're not taking into effect any of the other things. And so that's, you know, what I always find is, is like, okay, here's one explanation for something that could be, and I'm never going to look at any of the, the, all the other things. And, I, and that's always bothered me. So that's, that's one of the things whenever I'm re researching these different types of things is people are really putting themselves out in most cases to try to explain uh, a situation. Um, whether, I mean, let's say, for example, somebody gets abducted and it's not a tra traumatic you know, experience. Well, it, the first minute you tell somebody in, in, in the world that we live in, it's becoming a traumatic experience. Telling people is more traumatic, I think, <laughs> than actually yeah. experiencing it in the first place. Yeah, good point. You got to be careful who you tell. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where um, you do have to be very, and I think this is why a lot of people don't report things, is because of the fact that you can get behind a lot of, uh, of different people who you know they're trying to prove their theory they're not necessarily trying to help you and so that's the thing that you, you you find people who say well yeah i talked to this person and my story got changed around it's not really what happened and then it got hyped up and and everything like that and it's like it, it's a very very kind of a weird thing and i notice now that since that People are trying to all make a lot of money off UFOs, which sounds crazy, but that's, you know, I guess uh, now that we've got different conferences and books and everything like that, you've got Amazon and people can just look at these things on Amazon and buy the books. That a lot of these people are making reports, having, having, or, or signing a, a, an NDA or non disclosure agreement and then getting totally having their story changed around and they can't really dispute it at that point in time. So it, it's a very, very funny thing, you know. I, I wanted to throw something out while you're talking about it, just because I've written books. Very, very few authors of UFO books really make out. Yeah. Unless you, someone like Nick Redfern, where you do a lot of them. UFO conventions could be a mixed bag. It's a lot of work and sometimes you make a pretty decent income out of it. And I'll assume that the international UFO conference is doing that. Uh, contact in the desert must be doing that, but quite often it's just barely breaking in. Just a little reality check. If you want to be famous and rich in the UFO field, it's a yeah. rare breed. Yeah. Learn, learn how to sing and rap and then do that instead. <laughs> you know, it's it, but it is funny because it's the same thing in Bigfoot world too. I mean, you know, like other than the four people who were on Finding Bigfoot, I really don't think anybody's ever made any money in Bigfoot ever, you know. And then once the show's canceled, then they don't know how to go back to regular life, you know, in a, in a funny way. Uh, because at that point in time, they're still spend $300 and go out in the woods with me. And it's like, well, you know. <laughs> how, yeah, how do they put that on their resume? You know, what was your well, pre yeah. previous job? I mean, that, but that's the thing that... Uh, you know, it's the old sort of uh, Aladdin's tale. You know, be careful what you wish for because you might get it. You know, the kind of the Midas touch type of thing. You know, 
isn't isn't that what we see a lot though with these shows? Like whether it's a ghost hunters type show or virtually any kind of you know UFO hunters, any kind of paranormal show, there'll be sort of the, the, this interaction between the personalities in the show, and you'll get you kind of following them on a human interest level and to, to go out to some sort of an investigation, but inevitably nothing ever really happens. Wow. Yeah. They come back and it's like, well, we didn't get anything from this trip, but maybe next week. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's the key thing to remember is that you do have to create the soap opera element to these shows so that you, you know, you kind of, I mean, I, I know that it's not always like that, but it's like, you know, you've got the, you know, it's, it, I always thought to myself, okay, well, if I was ever picked to be on a show, what would I be? I, I, I would kind of be the heavier fat bumbler who would fall in, fall down a lot <laughs> and, you know, and be made out to be kind of, you know, simple. You know what I mean? It would be like, you know, you know, and I think that that's one of those things where you, where you end up knowing a lot of these people off. And I'm sure you guys do too. Some of these people have been in these shows and they're not anything like, what they're portrayed as uh, on the on the shows themselves, and you know, a lot of times they get very, very sort of unhappy about the way that they are being portrayed because they're very intelligent people. Oh yeah, we've heard heard more than one case where that's happened, and you know, including our former co-host Christopher O'Brien, who uh, uh, you know I always say have tremendous respect for, but he could tell you a few stories about that for sure. Um, returning now a little bit though, if we could to your experience now, you had the experience of seeing these little creatures in the woods when you were younger, and then you went on to have some experiences of missing time. Can you give us a, a story about one of those? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it, you know, it's an interesting thing. The village that I grew up in was uh, on the back of the Clandy Boy Estate in Northern Ireland, and, and uh, it's in County Down, if anybody wants to look it up. I'm, I'm from a little town called Kinlake, which, you know, you'll have a, a hard time finding, but... Um, but it was on the back of this big estate. And uh, so those woods are up there. Those are the woods that I was talking about. And, um, but uh, in the first and second world war, they used to, uh, you know, have barracks up there uh, for training soldiers to go to France. And in the second world war, what was interesting, it was a, it was a U.S. base. And they, 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 uh, they used to train the second ranger battalion, you know, behind, behind the house you know so they have all these things up there so we would always go up there uh, uh, alone or together and um, you know go to these old uh, locations and you know kind of dig around and stuff well um, so it wasn't uncommon for us to to go out in the woods and I, I know that people say you know and this is another thing you know whenever I was a kid it wasn't weird to go out in the woods by yourself you know whereas no, now yeah and let somebody go out in the in the front yard by themselves that's so true. I I've, I grew up in BC, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to be very comfortable in the woods. Now I find it kind of like a creepy place to go. It's like, I don't know if I really want to hang out in the woods much right yeah. now anymore. You know, that kind of applies in many places. Like when I was eight years old, which is thousands of years ago, I could go to public school, and my mother would not object to it, would not think for the moment that the four or five block walk would put me in danger. Not at all. And she was right. There was no danger. But nowadays, if you don't have the school bus, you drive your kids to home, you have them take Uber or Lyft, you can't let them out alone. 
until they're teenagers, older teenagers. More to come. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? More to come on our kind of wacky episode today with Kevin, Ian Beagle, and Gina and Randall. From the seventh dimension, here's Randall. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I know somebody's going to say the comment about the seventh dimension is Gene making a stupid joke again. But you don't know where Randall is, do you? He's just a voice on the air. Does he really exist? Could I go oh, up that's to Calgary and actually see him? Think about it. Yeah, it's questionable. There's days I wonder as well, to tell you the truth. But anyways, let's <laughs> before we drift off too far into the eighth dimension, Kevin, you were telling us how you were spending some time out in the forest uh, near where you lived. Yeah. And uh, we're had an experience of missing time. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I think I think it's more of a funny thing. A lot of people don't realize how northerly Northern Ireland is. You know, it's kind of on the same kind of I'm trying to say latitude as uh, 
or is that longitude? I don't know. Anyway, it's just kind of on the same level as like halfway up Canada, British Columbia, or to, or probably Calgary would be the same. In the summertime, it doesn't get dark until 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night a lot of times. Well, in the summertime, I was up there and uh, I thought I, I went up there before lunch. You know, I was only supposed to be up there for half an hour or something. And I basically started to, I don't remember any of this. And this, this has happened to me more than once, especially when I was a child where I would come home 12, 12 and a half hours later, everybody in the village would be looking for me because I would just lose time. And I, you know, there were several times where, um, you know, I, and people started to really sort of worry about the fact that I was gone all this time. And it was documented by people in the town that, uh, that I would go up in the woods and sort of disappear for hours on end. And, and I genuinely, whenever I came home, had no idea. I thought I was gone for five minutes. You know, I just went wow. and then come back. You know, and that's it, really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, and I remember that feeling guilty about it because of the fact that I thought, oh, man, I'm putting these people through this, you know, and, and my mom was was uh, overwrought all the time. And 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 that was that was the way that 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 was put to me but and i it was at that point in time that i started to feel like i had sort of this sort of other knowing you know kind of uh response to things and i don't know if that was just you know you can make the point that uh, i'm just hyper vigilant and i noticed things because i grew up in in northern ireland in the 1970s and you know there was bombs going off there was a little bit of a civil war going on you know so people can make the and people could and have made the case and i and i'm not opposed to it that you know it was a little bit of escapism that basically like my mind would shut down because of the traumas that i you know had gone through and experienced in a lot of different ways but as that has passed and gone forward um you know i'm i'm always looking for you know uh, the explanation and i think most people who who go through this are just looking for the explanation. It's like, you know, you, you watch a lot of different shows on, on people who, you know, are credible witnesses and they, they become police officers or somebody who's trained to observe and, and report and write things down. And, and it's like, they, they're not really worried about, you know, you know, being famous or anything like that. They just want to know what happened to them. And I think that that's the case that most, most people go through. They just want to know, what's going on and whether you can explain that in sort of a rational way or through quantum physics or whatever, which is an interesting thing because quantum physics, mathematically, you'd have to say, well, if quantum physics is real, you know, mathematically, there has to be at least 10 dimensions, you see, but then, but then you always get the person who's on the edge of border science that takes advantage of that and says, well, then I'm I'm talking to the great, you know, whatever it is in the other dimension. And right. Yeah, we get a lot of that. And uh, maybe that's something we can touch on a little bit later. But, you know, I have to ask you about your experiences. And, and if you remember, when you had these periods of missing time, were they kind of in the same place? Like, did you sort of remember that, oh, well, you know, this was a cool place to go and you went home and everyone wondered where you were. So you thought you would go and check it out again or like, did you try to investigate it to see what was going on? Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that I, I think um, that, that you're, you're right on the money with this. Now, 
I'll, I'll add this, that uh, it was right by a, uh, there's an ancient megalith uh, stone that was, was up on that hill. And, um, you know, then you start getting into the whole idea of uh, megalithic stones uh, storing and re releasing uh, magnetic energy throughout the day. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, I, I've started to do a lot of, of research on is, is, is this caused by uh, uh, stone circles or uh, vortexes? Uh, that uh, are around, um, you know, and it's interesting that a lot of people don't realize how many sort of quote unquote vortices there are, even in North America. I mean, I, I was, uh, I was at uh, a, a conference. And I was meeting the um, yeah, the spiritual uh, leader for the the Blackfeet Con Confederation, which I don't think is very far away from you, Randall. No, nope, uh, we've got but, right, yeah, right around yeah. Calgary here. Which, by the way, is uh, pretty much on the same latitude as uh, where you were saying in Northern Ireland. There, so you would get winters, probably even with snow, if not uh, pretty cold. Yeah, and uh, but I was talking to them, and uh, you know, and they were talking about different sacred mountains and things like that. Because I'm really into that kind of a thing. But you know, I was I was at uh, you know this uh, sort of new age place in Spokane, and these and these people, you know, you know, a lot of times people are trying to trying to blend together a lot of different experiences from from different people but i was like yeah i want to go to the the montana uh not the montana vortex but there's a there's a place in 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 montana and i'm trying it's called the montana megalith and nobody ever heard of it it was kind of a weird thing and uh where these types of these things happen but you know if you take out a, a tri-field meter or some kind of a meter like that uh, you can see that these uh, these rocks, even if it's in a small way, and you say, "Well, that really doesn't make that much difference." But you know, there are geological uh, places in on the planet, and and things like that, where you know, quartz or quartz is in the ground, or um, you know, these stones have a magnetic property, or or whatever, and they seem to release at certain points of the day. So, is it that I'm necessarily disappearing or not experiencing time or is it that i'm being zapped by something uh and passing out for 12 hours you know and, and you don't remember or, or what is it like that but you know i i it's it's a hard thing to to see but this is this is where you get a lot of the uh, the the old legends of of people being able to communicate with other our groups or going through the veil or whatever um and, but like I said, am I physically doing that, um, or or am I not? It's it's kind of the interesting question that a lot of people would ask. Is like somebody somebody asked me one time if I'd ever gone invisible, and I said I don't know. How would I know? You know, because what? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, and that's looking in a mirror, of, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like how, how would you know? I mean, if you're invisible, do you see your hand or do you not see your hand? I mean, I mean, at what at what point in time do you not? I guess that's kind of a interesting thing. But how would you how would you necessarily know? I guess I guess that's a that's a throwback to the mystery man. Uh, well, the whole megaliths and time distortion thing—that's the premise for uh, another um, show on TV. I, I don't know if it's really science fiction, but it's uh, you've probably heard of Outlander. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Could I give my opinion on that? Oh, it, well, sure. <laughs> 
I, I couldn't even watch past the first. Is that not the rapiest show on TV? It just seems like that lady's always like, you know, it's like, it's like every episode, like she's almost raped three times. I, I just, uh, as a person who's got Scottish heritage, I, I just, thought you only watched it once. But <laughs> <laughs> we got break here. Sometimes, of course, shows have a rhythm and they have to do the same thing to keep the audience and make it familiar. I don't know. I haven't watched it either, so what do I know about it? <laughs> All right. Kevin, Gene, and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in this free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? 
Call them toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. When we get back to your missing time, Kevin, obviously the subject of hypnotic regression is controversial. Have you ever considered it? Well, I have considered it, but I've never actually done it. It's a, and it's kind of a weird thing. Now, what, I know people who that can do it. I mean, uh, as part of the as part of the group I'm in, uh, there's a lady that I would trust to do it. But the idea of of it always comes to me that. I'm always by. I was always. I'm always very afraid of the idea that somebody's going to try to plant an idea on me. I've watched enough regression videos of people where it just seems to me like they're just getting. They're just. They're just. And I'm. And again, I'm. I'm going to make the proviso. This is not the case of the person I. I work with, but I have seen too many things where this person's supposed to be an expert in in uh, alien regression or whatever past life regression. And it just seems like they're really leading people, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, just the whole idea, well, I'm a past life regression expert. That's assuming right from the beginning that there's such a thing as past lives. Yeah. And we don't even know that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just leading a person down the garden path if that's what they're claiming to be right from the onset. Right. I mean, that's my opinion. Maybe, you know, there'll be people out there that take exception with that, but it wouldn't be the first time. Well, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think that people are, people are going to take umbrage to it because it, this is the, one of those things that you, well, first of all, I, I would believe, you know, just from a, from a certain standpoint, you know, uh, given the fact that uh, in a lot of ways that hypnotherapy is probably not a very, I mean, I would have a, an insurance, a malpractice insurance policy that was like huge before I would even go into that because people could say that you've totally messed up their brains and everything like that. Um, you're dealing with people who may or may not be that, you know, well-adjusted, let's just say to begin with. And so you, when you're putting them through this type of a scenario and then you, and you look back on, on, on these stories and, you know, I, like I said, it's like, well, did you see the alien? Was it blue or was it green? You know, it's like, well, at that point in time, you're 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 planting the seed in their head that they saw blue or a green person. You know, right? Uh, but, but but then I, to be fair, yeah. I mean, what about the people who do have these genuine experiences? Because you know, going back to what we were saying near the, the beginning of the show, is that well, I, I'm sure you've been in 
the field long enough to know that there are some really sincere, well-educated people who have had some very interesting, unexplained experiences. Oh, and and, and it's, it, it certainly wouldn't be fair to characterize all of them as being, you know, maladjusted or looking yeah. for attention or or anything yeah. else. And I hope people didn't take it that way. But you know, uh, if if people have taken that way, understand that I'm not. I'm you know, I'm every case is individual. Every situation is individual. You have a right to be heard. You have a right to ex- express yourself. And I think that if you're doing that from the from the, like I've said, I've never had a problem with anything everybody anybody's ever said to me about anything if I felt they were being genuinely honest. Because I, I think coming from honesty is all there is, you know. Uh, I, I, and 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 that's, you know, I, I do think that needs to be said. Because, you know, you can't always explain things that happen to people. You know, it's, it's like the, uh, you know, the, the people that used to have, um, you know, sightings of, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene or something like that. You know, the Fatima people or whatever. I, I genuinely believe those, those people saw what they saw and uh, they were telling the truth and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it's uh, but trying to understand what it possibly could be i guess that's that's the thing where i i don't think that i'm i'm uh or i don't think maybe that we as a group of people are smart enough to contemplate something that huge it's kind of a it's kind of a human hubris type of a scenario to say that okay well let's take something that's so universal and from this and and if we can't distill it down to something that our little minds can can try to grab a hold of then it's not real you know it's uh but uh who, who are we to say you know well okay so let's on the flip side of that then well humans are pretty smart and we're good at figuring things out and if we do take the time to think critically but fair-minded about a problem it seems to me that that really, there's probably not a lot that we can't figure out if we give it enough time and research. Right. So, so the important thing is to try to be, I think, objective about it. And so if someone has a different point of view, well, okay, that's fine. Let's compare those points of view and see which one tends to make the more most sense. Because not every viewpoint does carry equal weight, at least not in my opinion. W- what do you think oh, about th- that idea? Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're right. It's it's kind of an it's kind of an interesting thing, uh, you know. Again, this is a being a teacher. It, it, you know, of course, you you do have to come down to the fact that you know some some answers are closer to the right answer than than some aren't. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those things that says everybody should get a sticker for participating. You know, and that, you know, it's a <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like you know, at a certain point in time, um, I do like to encourage. Um, the idea that uh, people should, you know, come to their conclusions based on, on that, and they should show reasons. But you know, at the same, at the end of the day, two plus two does equal four in our existence. You know, that that's the part where I'm trying to get at is that, uh, you know, you, you do have to show some type of, uh, you know, understanding that people would do it. But but I think that that's part of the thing where you can lead that by example, though. You know, and a lot, I think a lot of times people who are in the paranormal world don't lead by example 
they they say this is it i don't care what you say this is what it is or they lead by bad example well yeah exactly i mean how many times have have people gone on to facebook and gone to a paranormal site and you say does anybody have any ideas of what this could be and then like literally somebody will you know, they'll write down exactly you know this is what it is if you come back and even question any of that like at that point in time you know you're like thrown to the lions you know what i mean it's like yeah, you're out of the clique and that's all there is to it and yeah. then again i suppose bad in scare quotes is kind of a subjective point of view but i mean let's look at taking an example of someone else like say stephen greer who kind of promotes himself as the galactic ambassador and will take people out on field trips and and there will be some vague light off in the distance and you can hear him talking now send out your waves of motion of welcoming to the ufo aliens off in the distance and we'll watch how they behave and react type of thing well how do we even know that they're UFO aliens? They're just vague lights off in the distance. And who is he to promote himself as some galactic ambassador? You know, th- these are the kind of questions I would ask. And yet there are people out there who would go, well, <laughs> who are you to question Greer kind of we, thing? Yeah. Who are we to question the fact that we have ads coming up? We have to do a break. Kevin, Randall and Gene, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The parents of the American student who died after being released from North Korean captivity say that Kim Jong-un and his regime are responsible for the death of their son. The Warm Bears issued a statement after President Trump spoke about it at his second summit in Vietnam with Kim. The president tweeted, I never like being misinterpreted, but especially when it comes to Otto Warmbier and his great family. Of course I hold North Korea responsible for Otto's mistreatment and death. Striking teachers in Oakland, California, have reached a deal to end a seven-day walkout. Union President Keith Brown says the settlement includes an 11% salary increase and a one-time 3% bonus on ratification. Experienced teachers will now be able to stay in the classroom. We force the Oakland Unified School District to invest in our teachers in Oakland. You're listening to USA Radio News. In 50 feet, turn left. 
Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Somebody wrote a message on our forum, the official Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com, complaining about my quips or comments before a break. I can just say, let's take a pause for a piece of business. But then again, for those who are subscribers to Paracast Plus, They'll hear the introduction, but never hear the actual ad. What is this about? Kevin, Randall, and Gene here. Randall, go ahead, please. Yeah, just before the break there, we were talking about the, well, I guess what uh, Christopher O'Brien first introduced on the Paracast the first time I heard this phrase is the cult of personality within the field. So there seems to be this this drive for a number of people to get out there and make themselves into a personality that people will pay to take their course or see them in a conference or something like that. Yeah. And it, it, and it is interesting that, uh, I, I know a, a very, very big, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the two degrees of separation the three degrees of separation that in, in this, in this field, you know, I knew somebody that's very, very good friends with Dr. Greer and it, but it's uh, an interesting thing to me. It's like, I always looked at it like this and, and they don't like it whenever I say it. It's like, I say, okay, well, he was a, you know, I think maybe thoracic surgeon or trauma doctor or something like that. And I say, well, what, what does that, what does that have to do with knowing anything about aliens? I mean, you know, Oh, what a perfect, well, you know, finally somebody else has said it, you know, just yeah. because you've got that PhD, you know, or you're an academic expert in some field or another doesn't make you in any way an expert in ufology. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, and this really brings us back to like where we a little bit earlier in the show where we were talking about people coming out and creating these different television shows and stuff. So we've got this like to the stars Academy kind of thing. We've seen that happen there with, uh, you know, we've got a personality there who's very famous in the musical world and then wanted to make a splash in ufology. What do you think about all of that? Man, again, it's, it, it is one of those uh, situations where I think you're right that, that, and I'm not saying that people do this on purpose because I think that people who have, um, a following um, and uh, that kind of things are very charismatic people. And I don't think that they're necessarily doing it because they, you know, want to deceive or whatever. I mean, let's, let's put it that way. But their opinion is subject to scrutiny, just like, a, just like mine, mine and yours and everybody else's. And so if you, if you're going to, um, say something about but you know you you do have to be able to and they should really honestly understand it more being being academic himself and going through and passing boards and understanding and going through these different things that the first thing that you're going to learn because my dad's like i said my dad's a doctor he's actually been the cmo of a of a major hospital system in in the united states but that doesn't make him an expert on bigfoot you know what i mean uh you know, and so but I know exactly what you mean. And we've run into that time and time again, where you'll get some professional skeptic like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who yeah. will go before a, an audience in some university and go, well, the definition of a UFO is an unidentified flying object. Therefore, we don't know what it is. Yeah. And, you know, that is just misrepresenting the field altogether because we know that when you get looking at the official definitions, it's anything but something that's just simply unidentified. It's identified as being out of this world or very strange, unidentifiable, which is a completely different concept than just the idea that, well, it could be anything then. And I think that that's one of those things where, you know, but again, these things are, these things are based on stories that are told by somebody. I mean, I'm going to tell you a truism because uh, my my uncle was a, a politician in in the, the United Kingdom, and um, I, I learned some different things after talking to a lot of different sort of people who look after people who look after people. You know, basically intelligence type intelligence types over the years. First Interesting. Of all, you can say that you are a CIA agent without they'll never confirm or deny. It. If you send something, if you say I'm a CIA agent. They'll never say you're not. The CIA will not confirm that you're not. They won't. They, they will <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, Steven Seagal claimed that he was a CIA agent, and the CIA never said he wasn't. So, you know, that, that's the part that a lot of people don't realize is, is that you can get a lot, of, you can get away with a lot in this world by knowing what and what not governments will or will not confirm if you ask them about and so this is the this is the point where it, it that, that it comes down so you so let's say you want to perpetrate a hoax and you and you and you, so you say okay well i i'm this whistleblower i'm i'm doing this i i used to work for the cia i've done this and i've done that or whatever and you 
you say, okay, you know, and then of course you say, prove it. And they said, well, of course I can't prove it. You know, of course I can't prove it. If I could prove it, then I wouldn't be, you know? Right. But, but here's this piece of paper that says, uh-huh. right. And so, you know, you, you can perpetrate a hoax based on all kinds of things. I always, I, I mean, I know this isn't on the topic, but you know, if you look, if you look at uh, the Hitler diaries, the Hitler diaries were, uh, or a, a, a big, huge hoax that were perpetrated on Der Stern and uh, the and uh, Mur- the Murdoch group in uh, Britain, you know, and so they so you know they were made up by this person, but they had um, Hugh Trevor Roper, who was supposedly an expert, uh, who had gone and 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 verified that Hitler committed suicide in 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 1945, whatever, and they they said is this a copy of his uh, paperwork? And they, he said yes, and uh, so they ran it, and it was one of those things that was a huge hoax, and and because of the guy who they wanted all to believe it, and they wanted to put it out, but once they came out and found out it was a hoax, they didn't they didn't care. The newspaper doesn't care. The um, the the network doesn't care. They've already sold the advertising. They've already got it. In that, in that case, oh right, yeah, I see where you're going with this, and we see this in the paranormal quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I mean, so, I think there's someone out there still. Uh, the Bob White artifact, if you know about that, yeah, you know, it's been there's been some things that have been really convincingly debunked, and yet they they keep on rearing their heads again. Right. Uh, we had a, a guest on Gene, uh, who was the guest that came on to talk about the Aztec case. Oh, Scott Ramsey? Yeah, that could Scott Ramsey is the, shall we say, the one who has done the most to advance the Aztec New Mexico theory. He wrote a book about it that first was a self-published book. Then later on, the book got a real publisher. And the press release said there were lots of, lots of changes. So I wrote to Scott and said, okay, what's changed? He never had a response. And I read some of that book, the professional edition, shall we say, the regularly published edition. And I read a few segments of it, and I said, it reads the same as the other book. I guess they could have enumerated the differences. But Mm -hmm. as it stands, and we had actually a debate with Kevin Randall and Scott Ramsey, the key is here is that the people in Aztec have no cultural memory of anything happening back in 1948. I even yeah. interviewed on the After the Powercast podcast someone who lived there then, a retired engineer. And he said, no, nah, I don't remember it. He went to a class reunion and asked all his compatriots. He said, do you remember some kind of crash? There was no coverage of this until the 1950 book by Frank Scully, Beyond the Flying Saucers. I know there are still people who think there's something to Aztec, and they're listed among the popular UFO crashes. But there are sufficient questions now about Roswell and what might have happened there. Aztec, it's not even worth a gray basket. Kevin, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. 
Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. But we don't need to talk about Aztec, do we, Randall? No, we don't. Actually, what we should do, though, is, uh, Kevin, you're with a group called the UFO I-Team, and we've got to talk about that because the show is just flying past, and so let's hear about the UFO I-Team, what you guys do, and uh, maybe a couple of the most interesting cases you guys have uh, worked on. Right. Well, it, you know, what's, what's interesting about the UFO I team is it's based up, it's based up, uh, made up of a lot of different people who have, uh, uh, several different backgrounds. And so as you can say, um, you know, uh, you've got people who are lawyers. I know Michael, Michael, who, uh, is, uh, one of the driving forces behind it, Michael W. Hall, he's setting up a disclosure trust so that, uh, if you have a story from from a whistleblower's perspective, and you want to put this information in a trust that would be released on your on your uh, deathbed, uh, you can you can do that. Um, and he's been working with Grant Cameron lately about uh, putting some of his information in that. Um, I I again try to look at things from a sort of a, a socio sociological anth- Anthropological background and tried to give explanations for it based on lore and 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 different types of things like that. Plus, I you know I I do I do uh, have quite some quite good sort of um, investigative skills and and questions that I ask and 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 that's the thing that I think in a lot of uh, a lot of cases whenever you're when you're interviewing people and you guys know this cause you're on the radio that you, a lot of times a question is going to, uh, and an answer is going to bring up a different question and you have to have a breadth of knowledge to basically know where to go with that. Otherwise you might as well just send somebody out with a checklist and say, did you see this? Did you see that? What color was it? You know, that that's really not going to help in a lot of cases, try to try to explain what the phenomena is. Uh, we've got people who communicate with the other realms and sort of uh, locate evidence based on the impressions that they get and everything like that. And we've got we've got Boeing and ex Boeing engineers who look at that. So you can understand that our our, our meetings uh, for the UFI team are are a heck of a lot of fun, and we all get along, and we never have any clashes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Because I think, like other other realms, you're in touch with the, what? Okay, what exactly are we talking about there? Well, you know, we we have we have several people who have um in the group who are communicating with other entities. They give their piece on that, and and we do follow it up. I mean, you know, as as with everything. You mean you know, like a, some sort of a psychic, like a psychic medium, or something? You know. Okay. And 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 I and again, this is one of those things. I I have no problems with psychic mediums, in general, if they understand and are willing to admit that they're not a hundred percent right all the time. You know, uh, you know, everybody has some kind of ability to 
scientifically get better than chance. You know, well, have you have you ever had one of these um, psychic impressions that you've gone and investigated on come up uh, with some sort of interesting evidence or experiences? Yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah. can you tell us about one of those? Yeah. Well, one of the things that was true. Uh, now, I live in um, Snohomish County. It's just kind of a weird uh, place, and and you wouldn't think about it, but uh, Snohomish County is well known for Bigfoot. Uh, you know, in Art Bell's show, he used to play the Bigfoot in the Snohomish gravel pit before the show. And that was from like five miles from my house. And then the Linda Moulton Howe story of the Bigfoot coming out of a UFO. That was another, you know, like another three miles past that. And so this is kind of an interesting little location here. I don't know whether it's a, a sort of a geomagnetic type of a thing, but we get UFO sightings, ball, you know, uh, orb sightings, all these different types of things around here. And, and what's interesting about it is, is that uh, three quarters of our county is like in the middle of the mountains. You can go to the Boeing plant and see 747s being built. And then 30 minutes from there, you can be in the back of beyond and there's no cell phone service for 100 miles. You know, that's just the kind of the way that this, this, this is out here. And so, um, We've had um, different uh, people who have used the, their psychic abilities to find um, Bigfoot structures uh, that are out in the middle of nowhere um, and, uh, you know, and, and had strange experiences there. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know whether they're being you know, uh, attracted by some other being or whether they can necessarily feel the you know, the magnetic lay of the land or lay lines or whatever, what's attracting them to it? I don't, I don't know. And I don't know how you could prove it. But, you know, I've been in Kenya with people going to see monoliths there. And I've had people that say they're following a ley line and they can see it, you know. And that's always the, the interesting thing to me is that they don't know that they're not supposed to see it. You know what I mean? Whenever they, they don't say, oh, I'm following this ley line. They just say, I say, well, what are you following? You know, and, and, and they say, well, the ley line and or whatever they want to call it, the magnetic toral energy or whatever. And you say, well, I can't, you know, how do you know it's there? And they, they say they can see it. And they're very surprised that you can't see it. You know, a lot of these people who are experiencing these kind of things, they're very surprised that, I mean, that you don't know that it's there. That's always the thing that's always the most kind of important to me is it's like, yeah, they've been doing it their whole lives and they just don't know that they're not supposed to see it. I don't know if you guys have that, have that experience with people. It's like, uh, you know, they say, well, I, I had this near death experience or whatever. And I started to be able to do all these different things. But what's always interesting to me is children or people who've done this for their whole lives. And, it, and it's only until puberty or sometime after that, when they realize they're not supposed to be able to do that and then all of a sudden they can't do it anymore i mean that's an interesting thing to me so uh, from all that um geez we went through quite a few <laughs> related things there we were, we were saying okay so you have a psychic on the team and you were saying that they, they were able to it sounded like identify some location where there was some kind of a bigfoot structure that yeah. you were able to actually check out. Now, what what would this structure look like, or what? How how would you know it's a Bigfoot structure? Well, 
we're assuming that it's a Bigfoot structure. One of the things that I look at it is I always look at the Bigfoot are reportedly uh, able to build um, sort of these teepee type structures. Nobody really knows what they're for, but I'm talking about big amounts of trees that are interwoven in between things on the ground. And, and so one of the things that we tracked on, I mean, if I see something that's blown down on the ground and, and people say, okay, look, it's a glyph or there's an X, you know, in the woods, that means that the Sasquatch is, is welcoming us. I, you know, I, I really don't, you know, that's up to those guys. If that's the way they, they want to feel about it. But if I'm going back over time and I'm documenting changes, first of all, I have to look at, is that wood that's being used to make this structure native to that area in other words if i'm looking up am i looking at something that just fell out of a tree or broke off or whatever right came down in maybe a landslide or mudslide or something or is it is it something that was cut down and moved there i mean so i'm always looking for the quote-unquote other other thing that's involved with it is it is it sawed off is it broken off i mean a lot of times people i think miss miss uh identify bushcraft shelters um for um you know bigfoot stuff but does is it is it big is it moved in it is it is it is it uh broken off or twisted off or is it off and and so that's yeah yeah, and so i start to look at that and so you know there's one place that we started to document that that we we went back every week for about three months and um and every time we would go up there, it would be bigger and bigger and bigger. In other words, that the, there would be more, uh, more stuff. stuff weaved in and out. In other words, you, when we first found it, there was three, a level of three trees kind of wrapped around these uh, things in the ground. And then you go back and there'd be four or five. And then, uh, then, and then, the, and then in the next week, you know, they would have some sort of a, you know, roof put on it. And then in the next week, you could go back and, and it looked like somebody had shaken like uh, fern leaves over it. It's like, it was like, and I don't still to this day have no idea what it is. Break time. Okay. That's break time. That sounds like I can do that with a megaphone. <sighs> Kevin. <laughs> you could. Yeah, I could. I'll get a megaphone here. Calling Dick Tracy. No, that's not it. With Gene and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. 
stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless. Board certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bow. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow look at the difference yeah I mean, but i would definitely use this product this product within minutes of applying it it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I joke about calling Nick Tracy, but there's a walkie-talkie feature on the new Apple Watch Series 4. After all these years, we've had a it's fascinating discussion. We're continuing here with Kevin Ian Beagle. Let's go ahead, please. So, Randall, I, it's again, the thing that I came up with, the, the idea of it is something created a false floor in the, in the woods. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I know that uh, a bear. Oh, we were talking about tracks just yeah. before. The, yeah. What did you huh. find? Tracks or? Yeah, we, prints or hair samples or you know any evidence of what it might have been at all. Yeah, a lot of times people don't put this together. I don't. I'm. I'm. Uh, I subscribe to a lot of different forensic magazines, and uh, you know, I take out a. I take out a UV light. I take out all these different types of things, and I look for hairs that will will uh, glow, and footprints and stuff like that. And so we do have pictures of footprints and castable footprints, but. You know, a lot of these things that you that you take pictures of in the woods, I mean, especially on a mossy floor of the forest, you can't really cast in that because it's it's going to spring back. But you can fluoresce it and see it. Um, and so we do have we do have um, some hair samples that we do need to send in. Uh, but there's a place in Canada that you can send it in. And, and uh, you know, it costs about three hundred dollars per sample for them to just to tell you if it's. Uh, a bear hair, or yeah, yeah, or, or whatever. You know, they, they're trying to take it out, and then you got to send it back and and do it from that point. But and you do, and you do get that, and that's the that's the thing that that is uh, interesting is that uh, a lot of people out there have evidence that they sit on, you know, and uh, they they and that's the thing is like they're they, uh, you know, th- this is one of those things. I I, I you know I. Uh, when Nick Pope came out with his disclosure documents that he that he got from, uh, you know, the uh, about the uh, ATIP program and stuff like that, posted online, you notice that everybody was starting to make these mad dashes for disclosure. I better I better start disclosing this stuff and disclosing that. And it seems like we go through this sort of, uh, you know, gold rush fever 
like at this point in time, while well, I've been sitting on this claim for a while or whatever, I've got to, I got to get this out. I got to get this out. And so, uh, but that, then that really sort of makes it hard for everybody because of the fact that you go from really no evidence for a long time to just being inundated with evidence. And so then it gets, it gets so um, overwhelming that you just don't, even say and i and i sometimes wonder if it's going to make any difference i mean you know like i remember when people were saying oh look at these tic-tac ufos attacking i mean being chased in the gun cameras of these things and and everybody just kind of looked at it and went yeah okay you know and and it's like people were flattened by that you know they were like i don't understand we you know this is proof and and people look at it and go well it's yeah i'm just going to go back to my day you know and I and I and I do wonder sometimes uh, what what disclosure will really be if we were disclosed. I, I think you know almost in a situation where if if aliens exist and they're out there, they're almost going to have to like telepath into everybody's head and say we're here, this is real. <laughs> and other than that, you're going to have to believe somebody else. And if and because people. Are not necessarily going to believe other people or or resist it or whatever. I mean, look at America in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, I you you and politically in America, you've got two different distinct truths that go on all the time. We're so used to that now. You know, you've got one political story that goes on and another one that's completely different, and that goes on. And we've gotten comfortable with the idea of well, that's their truth. It's not my truth. You know. And whoever's in power can decide to just shut down the government if nobody agrees with them. So I think it was Obama that he was was doing a State of the Union address, and I think, and he was saying, it's on YouTube somewhere, I think you can still find it. He's saying, as the president of the United States, that the system is broken. It needs to be fixed. And, you know, it seems pretty obvious from up here in Canada that, yeah, that's pretty true. And I really hope that things maybe get back to normal uh, after you know the next president is voted in but i mean we don't want to get too far into politics here no 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 um, my, my point but your was, point is sure well taken yeah yeah i i think that the point of the matter is is that that's just that it's it's not it's not a you know obviously i'm uh I'm, it's not a criticism but it's it, you know it's it's a lot of th- it's a lot of things that we do look at things from a perspective that we that it is very, very hard to see things from other people's perspectives. And that's, that's the thing that has gone away. Even in the Bigfoot world or paranormal world or ghost world or whatever, it, it's, it's so hard to actually just hear what somebody else has to say. It's automatically an attack. And you, right. can't, you, can't, you can't take it like that. I mean, People have a hard time setting aside their biases and their ideology and their wants and beliefs. And just taking the issue out of, in other words, out of their own subjective interpretation of it and setting it on the table and going, okay, let's everybody have a look at that and try to determine what it is itself, rather than trying to say, well, I think it's that, and you think it's that, and let's take a vote, and whoever, you know, how, whoever gets the most votes wins kind of thing. And and I think that that's the interesting part about it is is that, but we but but this is this is the this is the thing that I've I've noticed is we're we're very into the immediacy of everything. We want to know, we want to know right now, and we want it to be solved right now. 
And it's like, uh, whenever somebody says, um, you know, after, after you learn a little bit about how uh, radio shows and television shows are produced and everything like that, you know, and then, and, you know, you, you go onto the uh, National Ge- Geographic channel and they say, well, tonight we're looking for the lost treasure of Blackbeard, you know, and, and then you, and you, and you say to your wife automatically, well, I don't need to watch that because if they would have found it, we'd already know about it because this happened six months ago. <laughs> and so you do, and you do understand that it, it's like somebody would leak it, that this would be the way that it is. And it's, and it, it and I, and I find myself in that situation where you do get so jaded by the fact that you um, understand how, how the um, media, media works or, or whatever, that you can't necessarily keep these things, um, you know, hidden for a long time. But, you know, but, it's, but that's the way it is. It's, it's a necessarily evil. You know, like I said, you have to have shows like this. Otherwise, nobody would listen to it. You know, back in the days, whenever there was three books on UFOs, and you could go check them out from the library. So, but now we are so full of information, um, and people wanting to get it out that you're you're almost into the thing. You have to, you know, people people have to show a lot of discernment, and I, I appreciate that you guys do seem to seem to do that. That you're not just going along with everything and just you know. Like, oh yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> you know, tell me about what the tell me about what the third reticuli from Zanu wants, you know, you know. Right. And, yeah. And, uh-huh. And that's that's well that's, thank you. That yeah. that's really good to hear. And uh we do try to do that. So um one of the one of the things that I've been doing with our guests uh since I started is I've I've been taking a little bit of a poll on an ID here and I was wondering what you might think of it. Um, we've got a lot of commonality between a lot of the different kinds of paranormal phenomena. So in other words, uh, the ability to seemingly vanish into thin air or just to an invisible presence or shape-shifting, strange lights in conjunction with other types of phenomena, hauntings and UFOs. And this the Oz factor, you know, Jenny Randall's, where people feel that they're in a, an odd state of consciousness or that the environment has changed, that something they're, they're in another place almost. Now, all of these things seem to, to be common to just about all paranormal-type phenomena. Do you think that there's some sort of a common denominator there, that maybe it's all being caused or has a causal central uh, cause? Cliffhanger. We'll find out on the other side, Kevin. Gene and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So Randall asked Kevin about whether there's a singular causal factor for 
various and sundry paranormal events. What's your thought, Kevin? I believe that's 100% true. And, and the reason I say that is because I, I, I do deal with a lot of different people who are into different phenomena. And so it's an interesting thing where I was, I was in a um, cottage in uh, Fermanagh in Northern Ireland called the Coonian Cottage. I was there. I was a Bigfoot guy, and then I had a UFO a friend of mine with me, and uh, we had a ghost person that was there. And the experiences that we had walking up to the cottage was uh, that, that uh, these pine cones kept, you know, being thrown at us from the side of the, you know, from the from the wood line, you know, and you got little rocks. And then later on when we were inside, you had, uh, you know, a, an orb that appeared. Later on, we had we, something slapped the back of the the cottage now we weren't talking the whole time because they wanted to capture evps and all that kind of stuff so we didn't and then we turned it all off you know to i think maybe four or five hours after the fact and it was interesting the reaction that people had uh, all of us were, were were different in other words we all knew that it had happened we all agreed on what had happened based on what we were into was what it was you know so the uh, ufo guy said well that's a ufo that light, that orb was a UAP. And the other uh, ghost guy was like, oh, that's a poltergeist. And I'm like, well, no, they, you know, somebody from, from, you know, that throws, you know, something into the line of the thing with Stone Stone. Yeah, that's a big, but, you know, so it's interesting that, you know, we are experiencing the same thing, but we categorize it completely differently. And I think that, that that's what's happening is, is that people aren't casting the, the net out wide enough. We're starting from, we're starting from the logical fallacy of arguing from the specific to the general uh, rather than the other way around. Interesting. Yeah, of course, I guess if you may have had a heavily religious person there, they, they might have uh, thought that uh, or you know, claimed that it was some sort of a religious causal factor that maybe some demon or something was playing um, tricks with you of some yeah. kind. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I I don't necessarily know what it what it is, but again, I think that I honestly I I'm starting to believe that this is all created by some sort of geomagnetic anomaly. Interesting. Well, that brings us up to uh, you know the idea of Persinger, and of course we've I bring I mentioned him not almost every show just to see what people say when we get into that because we've got the geo. You know, have you heard of Michael Persinger? Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think of his his uh, his work and maybe uh, you know some of his ideas? Do you think he was onto something? Yeah, I really do. Um, in the fact that you know, if you if you look at it, and I and I'm going to take a, a quick aside, just just based on some of the the different things that we you know we talk about. Graham Hancock, who is a guy I have a lot of respect for, you know, actually did some different things on DMT and some different. Uh, you know, experiences with the, that kind of stuff. But what's interesting is that our brains make DMT, you know, through the pineal gland, and that's and that's fine. And 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 so my theory is, in a, in a lot of different cases, you could be on these ge- geomagnetic energy lines and and different vortices and different things like that that can overproduce the DMT in your brain. Now, what's interesting about DMT is is that if you experience a trip on dmt and you and you have somebody recount it the center of memory is the same as it is as if you experienced it in other words they can't tell their lie in other words normally if you are going to tell a lie that it it 
lights up a different part of your brain on an MRI, but with a DMT experience, you can't tell that. So those people genuinely believe that they're telling you the truth. This is why a lot of people can pass lie detector tests and everything like that because they genuinely have experienced it. So again, I mean, is this, you know, I know I'm not really answering your question, but I, I guess that it's, it's one of those things where you can't really tell what's happening to people, but you know, is it, are we, uh, you know, part of you know, these different types of things? But I, I really think that a lot of these things have to do with sort of our sensitivity to uh, the earth and how, and, and, and this is why, you know, these places were known for such a long time as places that could do that, you know, um, shamanic experiences. And everything like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, certainly that it's a it's a reasonable enough question to do some research into and people like Persinger have uh, definitely there's some interest in the field uh, it, with in, in connection with things like DMT and other ethnogens and the shamanic experiences and how they're connected with the experience, or I should say, call it the UFO experience or other paranormal types of experiences. Let me just interject for a second. Sure. But, yeah. then, but I think then people get mad because you're saying I can possibly explain, but then whenever you are making such a statement that could it be this that explains it, then because of the fact that, that it's so ingrained in their mind um, that it's a real experience. And quote, unquote, I don't know what real is. I guess that's what you have to define what real is before you could say that. But because you're making a, a, an explanation that does not necessarily 100% go along with that, then people get, people get very challenged. And at that point in time, they, you know, you, it's a very interesting thing you almost have to break that to somebody to their face because you have to be able to uh at that point in time we you know judge their reaction because i i think a lot of times it's like say for example you said that to somebody on our on a radio show yeah somebody could just slam the phone down and say that's it i'm never talking to you again and, and you don't necessarily they don't understand what you're saying there's a communicative breakdown and uh, you're sort of giving a paradigm shift idea to somebody and they're just not ready for it and, you know, they, they're not there for the aftercare. You know, they just get mad at you and just say, that's it. Well, you made a really good point when we were talking actually uh, a little bit before the show started, where the context of a discussion is really important. So what you're dealing with when you're talking about experiences is a mental phenomena. And when we're talking about mental phenomena, that may be entirely separate from an objective phenomena. So in other words, if we have a, a UFO report that is sent into a military base uh, from a radar operator and they send out jets to intercept it, and then it's seen by the pilots and tracked on their aircraft's radar as well, well, it starts to get rather clear that we're not just dealing with simply a mental phenomena at that point. You know, there's no amount of DMT, I think, that a person can take that is going to make something show up on a radar yeah. kind of thing. So there's something separate from us as individuals out there, unless you take a purely idealist approach in a philosophical sense. And we touched on this a bit in the last show where we have those who would say that, well, nothing is real other than that which we experience because what is real is simply electrical impulses and biochemistry 
that's relayed to your brain to create the experience of consciousness, then that is all that exists. Nothing is real. Strawberry fields forever. Kevin, Gene, and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump spoke at CPAC. He said his comments on the death of American college student Otto Warmbier in North Korea have been misinterpreted. And I'm in such a horrible position because in one way, I have to negotiate. In the other way, I love Mr. and Mrs. Warmbier and I love Otto. And it's a very, very delicate balance. He was a special young man and to see what happened was so bad. There's a tentative agreement in the week-long Oklahoma, California teachers' strike over money, class size, and school resources. A vote is expected this weekend by the rank and file. President Keith Brown of the Oakland Teachers Association. The people of Oakland have spoken. The people of Oakland is saying that our students are a priority. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, not to brag. But Buffalo Wild Wings is the official chicken wing of the NCAA. Yep, soak it in. You know who isn't the official chicken wing of the NCAA? Your couch. Because your couch doesn't have a partnership deal with the NCAA. So do you want to be home on your couch, the official nothing of the NCAA? Or do you want to be at Buffalo Wild Wings? The official place that has lots of TVs and beers and screaming fans, and it's officially better than your couch for college basketball. Buffalo Wild Wings. Please drink responsibly. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 hi this is bryce abel i'm the producer of dark skies the co-author of ad after disclosure and you are listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio I don't know why I was thinking of Strawberry Fields Forever when you were saying that. Because that's yeah. exactly what it was like. <laughs> so is that is that it over? Well, n- no. <laughs> we're back now uh, after the break. And then on the we were saying on the one hand, we have the idealists. And on the other, we have the physicalists, which would, who would say that, well, no, the universe was around long before human beings. And human beings came into the world, developed minds and brains and consciousness, and therefore we have two separate realities going on. But not everybody agrees with that. So you get the people who go, well, no, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. It's not either objective or subjective. There could be some other thing in between. And I, personally, I don't see any evidence of that. So I think it's important that we have to put it into context was it a hallucination because that's what dmt seems to produce and other hallucinogenics with why that's why they call them hallucinogens but i think it is true that uh, you know i i think that uh the you know there's no shame in saying you don't know but there seems to be you know what i mean that's that's one of those things where it's like you know the idea of um, mass hallucinations, I've never bought into that. I, I think people are experiencing what they're seeing and they're, they're all doing that because there's, there's just not too many times where you can have all these different experiences, uh, these people seeing the same thing and it seemed to be explaining the same thing. I don't know how that would happen. Gene made a pretty good point in, at, during the last episode when we were talking about that and that, well, maybe in some cases, the, uh, the chemistry of the brain can be changed by these substances in a way that allows us to perceive an objective reality that we normally can't see. Sort of like when you were saying that the person you were with could see this ley line, or some people can see auras around people. Now, I think that's perfectly reasonable because I've seen an aura once. You know, I'd read about them. I thought, well, how come I can't see them all the time? But I did on one occasion with a friend of mine see his aura perfectly clearly. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And this was while I was straight. So who knows if maybe some of these experiences can open up our perceptions to certain kinds of objective realities. Yeah. I, I, I think it may be possible. Yeah. But I think that that's the, that's the whole thing that uh, really comes down to it, guys, is that uh, you know, you, you you do have to say, okay, you know, let's get let's get phys- philosophical uh, with it, you know. And a lot of people don't realize that that you know, that, that if you look back at the idea of, of of science, 
you know, the, the, these methods of science and the ways that we're doing it, they stem from philosophy, right? You look at Socrates and Plato and everything like that. They were first, first scientists, Rene Descartes, all these people like that, you know. And so we've lost half of that idea anymore where we don't really think, we, we just think about the nuts and bolts part of it. We don't think about the, the, um, the uh, philosophy aspect of it. And, uh, and in, order to, in order to really understand it, uh, a phenomenon or whatever like that, we, we've, we've sort of got to get back to that idea of, of uh, you know, the understanding the natural physical world and then sort of maybe understanding the uh, spiritual aspect of the world. I'm not saying that somebody should follow any kind of a, a religion or whatever, but, but you, know, you do have to have a philosophical view of how these, uh, how these things may work and understanding that, uh, you know, in most cases, science is a, is a uh, you know, consensus. I, I agree with that or not, uh, you know, but it, it, in, a, in a certain way, that's kind of how it breaks down. But, um, but uh, you know, but the, but the idea of that's, we're, we're all three having an honest dis- discussion and we can say to each other, you know, af- at the end of this, program we can we can all hang up and say oh that was refreshing that was good you know we, but we are all knowing that we're all basically telling the truth you know none of us have an agenda in mind i'm not trying to convince anybody that uh, that what they're experiencing is that or what what or not or whatever and so that's that's the thing where you where it, it becomes into it because understanding that if you bring philosophy into it then then we can all be duped you know, and I think we, we touched on that earlier in the show a little bit. It's like, you know, we we can all, you know, at that point in time, if somebody says, I am the voice of X, you know, and I, and that that's always scared me more than anything else. I mean, I, I don't, I have no philosophical problem that you're speaking with X, but you're the only voice of X. I have a huge problem. Are you there? Oh yeah, I was just uh, giving Gene the floor there. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought maybe that was on. Hey, hey, I, I came up with this right. Yeah. I said guys aren't responding. I'm like, okay, well maybe that's it. I think you've hit the. Well, nail that's on it. The head. We completed everything here, and all we have to do now is sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, forget it. <laughs> I, I I really do think you've hit the nail on the head there, and it gets into, but but we need philosophy in order to figure out what's really going on in the world because if that's one of the core goals is to figure out what is going on in the world, what the world is, what it's about, and the, the various paranormal phenomena with all these common factors that we were talking about early earlier. They, they add up to a philosophical question. They don't add up to tangible evidence. In other words, something that's material and scientifically measurable. And I find that really curious, that with so much in the way of experiences, that we still don't have verifiable, scientifically valid evidence, like an actual sh- ship or an actual Bigfoot body, or that we can simply summon the, the people from the afterlife 
to be able to answer all our questions at will so that we would get that sort of consensus. Well, yeah, these things really must exist because they're repeatable and we can get the evidence, all the evidence that we need over and over again. It's not letting us have that kind of evidence or that kind of proof. And that all adds up to this philosophical question. Well, then why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be that it's all about our experience what, what, and our behavior that's associated with those experiences. Like you were saying, the, uh, the Bigfoot hunter will say, well, it's a Bigfoot. The ghost hunter will say, well, it's someone from the afterlife. The UFO hunter will say, well, it must be an alien. Which one of those of the three choices do you think is most defensible or, or has the most evidence going for it? Do you think? Well, I, I, I think that, you know, that ghosts, if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, depending on how you, uh, define ghosts, um, or some kind of a spirit type of, 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 of being, um, I, I think that that's, that's probably the thing that most people believe in. I mean, uh, I, I don't I don't know too many people that don't actually believe that ghosts could exist or 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 can exist. You know, obviously, you know, if you look at it just from a from a standpoint of uh, statistics, um, I think most people believe in uh, afterlife. Most people believe in spirits. Uh, you know, about sixty some percent of people, I believe in America, believe in UFOs, um, and uh, you know, about twenty four percent. Twenty-four percent of people believe in Bigfoot. You know, it's more in it's more in Pacific Northwest and everything like that. But again, that's that's coming down to what's the definition of of, of what Bigfoot is, what a ghost is, what what a what a, uh, a UFO is. We'll define this with one more segment. Everything will be defined. We'll figure out everything, and we'll answer everything. No, that's not going to happen. But. Going to continue with Kevin, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. See, Kevin, I set you up here. I said you'd solve everything. The final segment of the show. Let's see what you've got. I'm kidding. First of all, but if you're looking for answers, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, I've been doing this since I was a kid. I can't, I can't find the answer. I've, I've literally gone all over the world, guys, looking for an answer to this. And I still can't do it. I went to England and I talked to people who explained crop circles as, uh, fairy, fairy circles and crop circles as, uh, you know, wind, wind vortexes on the, uh, 
you know, the leeward side of a, of a hill. And I've been to Lapland and I've been to Peru and I've talked to different kind of people. And I, and I don't know. And the more I know, I, the more I know that I, I can't know. And so I've literally looked at this in a lot of ways as a lifelong journey of understanding uh, that the wonders of the universe really are sort of beyond uh, something that we can contemplate, but it's worth trying to contemplate. That's the thing. I think that if we do try to get to a mindset where we can try to understand how other people are coming at their approaches to life and understanding that we're not necessarily going to find it the same way, that it's a hard, it's a hard thing. You may, it's a, it, as with anything, you know, it's like, it's harder to, to rob somebody, you know, than somebody you don't know. As long as you can start thinking somebody's the other or whatever, it's, it's easy to categorize everybody. It's easier to get it into that, but it's, and I'm, I'm not a universal love person. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that sit on cinder under a, a pyramid in your yard or whatever, unless you want to. But all I'm saying is, is that, you know, you do have to just be able to, in a lot of ways, understand that uh, there are various factors that are not in reports when you're judging people to say, okay, this is, this is what this is or what, what this isn't. I mean, like I said, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out with geomagnetic energy whether that could be the explanation for a, a lot of these different things. And when you're looking at that, whenever I make reports and I make a lot of contemporaneous notes whenever something strange happens to me, I, I try to write down as much as I can at the time. And I don't think a lot of times people do that. I mean, I write down what medications I'm on, what I've ate, what I ate for the previous 12 hours, how much, what temperature it is, what altitude I'm at, how long, uh, you know, has it been since I've had a drink or whatever, um, and what I experienced, you know, down to the nth degree, if you can try to do that and write it down, because it could be that somebody else is working on a theory that they need that data to, to figure it out. For example, you know, there was a, a recent article that came out that said, you know, your perception in your brain can be changed by the bacteria in your gut, you know, and could that have something to do with it? You know, but how well, is definitely it, it can. Yeah. yeah apparently yeah. there's we've ours, our, our digestive system has a, some, some fairly significant percentage in terms of numbers is as our brain does it's like you know some people refer to it almost as like our second brain yeah in a way yeah and i and i think that's true you have a gut brain if you look back at old shamanic teachings a lot of times they say you know go with you know go with your gut or the center of your your soul was not in your in your brain it was in your gut you know it was in your gut and that's the what what you go with but but the thing about it is is that that's the type of information that that nobody's taking into any kind of effect is that uh, there's not enough data to try to solve the problem. I mean, you're you're trying to you're you're trying to put it together with with not enough pieces, or maybe we don't understand it. But well, I think that's really important because uh, you know, and this is actually something that we've talked about a little bit, just touched on, but not quite to the same degree as you have. But that the investigators themselves are a key piece of the puzzle. 
So we often talk about, well, we need to pay more attention to not simply what the witness says, but the witnesses themselves. Well, the investigator is a participant in that and can affect the outcome just as much as the witness themselves can. So this is really actually quite interesting that you would take it upon yourself to describe your own state of of affairs and while you're investigating a case. I find that absolutely uh, very insightful. Well, I, I think it's important because, you know, I've, 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 uh, a lot of times people have said to me, why don't you make reports on, on uh, a certain Bigfoot site or a certain UFO site that's uh, supposedly well known for doing both of those? And it's because, and I don't tell them that I've approached both of those different types of things. And I've had investigators come out to my house in both of, both of those different uh, subjects. And, you know, at a certain point in time, they don't want to hear everything that happened. You know, and, and, that's, and that's an odd thing. So I'm, basically in, in those different types of scenarios, is, and I have a degree in statistics too. I, I, I know that is weird, but that place i just know well your database is not good for anything at this point in time there's no point in me even i mean so i never even go on to those things anymore because it's like yeah you you've totally tainted the data sample there's just no point there's no point in actually reading any of it and i think maybe that's too harsh but uh i i, I would be interested in in finding out something that actually took all the information that allowed somebody to say um, you know, this is uh, this is all the factors that happen. You know, whether right. you whether you want to discount it or not, that's that should be up to the person to decide who's looking at the report, not the person who's who's writing the report. Right? Have you, uh, being a statistician, then have you taken a look at the old uh, Blue Book Battelle Memorial Institute study, the Special Report fourteen, and that sort of thing from back in the sixties? Well, I. I, 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 that's something I'm starting to, to work on, um, now, to be honest with you. I, I, um, like I was, uh, I'm more like, I, I was more of a Bigfoot person for a long time. And I was actually doing a lot of the, the folklore crossover kind of stuff, uh, that was uh, doing that. And that's what I've been really lecturing on, um, that, uh, you know, that people, there's only a, a small amount of time to do everything, and I, I wish I could, but you know, I right. I have to get I have to get into it. But it's like it, it's like it, it everything. It's uh, we're not self-funded millionaires here. None of us are. You know, oh, don't we wish? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be but, nice? Well, before the end of the show here, can you tell us sort of what the UFOI team is, what their latest thing is, what you're working on now, and maybe maybe one more uh, if you've got a good UFO case you can you can uh relay to our listeners well here's what we got going on well the best ufo story i've heard is uh, around uh, mount baker uh washington and it has to do with a a flying silent pyramid that basically extended three tentacles down into the river and uh, seemed to suck up water and we're doing some research into that and then there was three black hawk helicopters that chased it down the valley and Whatcom County seems to have the most amount of uh, UFO sightings in Washington this moment. Wow. We should have got to that one a little sooner. That's really interesting. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the PowerCast. We've been doing some redesigning. Also, the Facebook PowerCast pages undergoing redesigning. We also have 
that Tech Night Owl store, that store that reflects technology devices, it's undergoing renovation. It'll be up with a new look, technightowl.store. Don't forget the Paracast Plus, where you get this show free of the network ads with the After the Paracast podcast, where you never, ever, ever know what's going to happen next. Prices start just $1.49 a week. Our price cheap, like Mad Magazine used to be. $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month. If you do a long-term subscription, five years a lifetime, and we're on our 14th year, so we're going to be around for a while, you get free stuff. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. Kevin Ian Beagle, lots of fun stories. Glad to have you on. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Oh, no, thank you very much, folks, for letting me uh, come on here and, and talk to you about these different ideas. Uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll all come to some kind of an agreement on what these things could be one day. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.